listeners, welcome, or welcome back, hopefully. This episode sort of has an accidental theme, and a pretty somber one at that. It's revolving around grief and remembering those that we've lost recently in the Southport community. First then around the school, we talked to a few counselors and front office staff about grief at Southport, from how they deal with it to how they're helping students deal with it. Then we chatted with Grace Elder, our editor-in-chief, and Lauren Lowry, the promotions manager, about their experiences, struggles, and emotions around writing tributes this issue. First up are the counselors. So first, um, who are we here with today? Hi. Do I say hi? Yeah, you can say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay. My name is Mundan Sung, and I'm the school social worker at Southport High School. My name is Patrick Clark, and I'm one of our school counselors. Lamont Rasco, school counselor. So recently, there's been a lot of loss in our community in terms of teachers and a student that passed away. Um, what things were already in place in the counseling department to help with that? We have always had protocols for grieving uh, with our students, family members, teachers. Um, there's a process, I think you want to know generally what the process is or how yeah. we generally go about doing it. Um, and the loss of a student, um, we would generally have a meeting that morning with administrators, uh, counselors, social worker would determine if in fact um, the significance of how we're going to go about actually informing the um, students and also uh, teachers as well uh, you know any death is a loss you know and, and, and everybody agrees different and reacts different to an actual loss uh, but that's the first thing that we do uh, we have designated areas where individuals can go um, to receive a little bit of extra you know time to uh, gather their thoughts gather emotions um, you know so it's, it's, it's really is a larger community aspect we look at the school setting. Uh, we may have other counselors, social workers from some of the other schools, some of the administration um, uh, from PTAP will come over. So it's really not just a Southport thing. You know, if there's a loss, you know, we will uh, try to gather as many resources as possible to ensure that all of our students and teachers, you know, receive that emotional support. You know, we have our partnership with adult and child as well. Yeah. So, you know, these have been very public grieving incidences, but grief is always present in our students' lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a pet, it could be a grandparent or a sibling, but that's something that we're always dealing with, usually just not as public as these last events. So uh, we have a faith-based partnership through one of our local churches that meets during IPASS, and we have our partnership with adult and child that we've really leaned on um, to get that extra level of support for our students. Mm -hmm. And we do get extra level of support from the district social worker team. Um, we have a procedure uh, our own procedure, um, just in case, you know, a, stu a school does not have a procedure already placed in place already. But fortunately, Southport, we, they already have, you know, Miss Fierce really does a really good job of having that um, plan in place so that we don't have to use it. But we do, like the, so the school social work team at the district level, we do have a plan in place so that um, if any school does need us, we can go there with our own plan. And this is generally not just a one day mm -hmm. event. You know, we will schedule out, you know, as many days as we feel, mm -hmm. you know, deemed necessary to make sure, again, you know, that our students and our faculty are 
you know, well taken care of. Uh, we do follow-ups where, uh, you know, we would get individuals' names and we pretty much will monitor, you know, how they're dealing with the situation. And, you know, we'll, we'll check on them, you know, throughout the, um, the week, the semester, even possibly the entire year. Yeah. And then we call families for sure to see if there's any support that they need from our side and if they need any support we try to give them that could be like resources outside of school that they could go to maybe like a group or family therapy that they could go to we do provide those resources if they need them you guys covered that really well i was going to ask any specific resources and then you just said it yourself <laughs> um so you touched on how like this these recent events were really public how has that changed how you deal with the like community response to it? Well, you know, normally if a, if a student has a loss, like their grandparent died, you're not going to get a, a parent square or a student square like Mr. Knight has been doing to inform the school community. So with these events with our teachers and the student that we lost recently, not trying to get rumors started, trying to address what happened, trying to, uh, Mr. Knight, this is, you know, trying to be on top of it to get the word out in an accurate and timely and respectful manner so that everyone is aware and you're not finding out on social media or you're not hearing rumors, you're hearing from the school, you know, as best we can, what happened and who it happened to. Um, and then, you know, that changes because, again, if you lost your cat, I'm going to be there for you, but I'm not going to go to your classroom and I'm not going to give a speech to your class with our teachers, with our student. We will go to their class and we'll address their class. You know, hey, we're here to inform you about this bad news. This is what happened. There's a lot of, as much as we're allowed to say, um, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, so that kind of makes it more public than the day-to-day -day grief that we'd be dealing with. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, great response. So when you guys are dealing with these losses, how do you um, grapple with that in your personal lives versus what bleeds into just your jobs? Or do they go together? Unfortunately, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, this is my first semester, so for me, I, I did not know the, some of the people that we lost so far personally, but from what I am seeing, um, like for teachers, that it does go into their personal life too. Um, so, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, when you look at death, um, you know, like what Mr. Clark alluded to a few minutes ago, you know, it, it's really hard not to have a personal stake in it because everyone has lost someone. Um, loss of a teacher honestly reminded me of a teacher that we lost when I was at a previous school about 10 years ago. You know, so you do have those feelings. You do have those emotions that come back up. It may be somebody that you really didn't know personally at the school, but it would trigger somebody that you did know, you know. And again, you know, it's, it's not saying, oh, you know, it's okay for you to feel that way, but we are going to address that as if it happened today as well, you know, because, uh, you know, um, death is, is it, it takes a toll on everybody. Mm -hmm. And then just like with our students, we have people checking on our staff too. Mm -hmm. So people who were close to, you know, our recent teacher, we're, we're doing extra time to check in on them, you know, not just once, but going back and back and being there for them if they need to step out, getting their classes covered so they can step out. I mean, they're people too, and they're going to be affected as well. So. And like Mr. Rasco said, when we lost that student a couple weeks ago, um, this is my 17th year, so a little different, but it's still it's still personal and it's still hurt. And it reminded me of other students that I've lost throughout the years and kind of brought back those painful memories. Yeah. 
Okay. And, you know, and this, you know, why you get Oscar, but it, it, it really is kind of hard not to take some of that personal. I mean, every counselor mm-hmm. really works very close with every student. And mm-hmm. uh, if you have a student that you've been working with for, you know, whether it's a week or two weeks or a month or three or four years, I mean, even students that were previously students here that have lost their lives, you know, we still understand that there's some siblings here that may, you know, know that individual when they were here, you know, and, and uh, we hear things on the news and they see things on social media, you know, as Mr. Clark mentioned, you know, we try to get the facts, you know, um, before we start sending information out to make sure that we understand that we're not giving wrong information because unfortunately a lot of people do look for the school for that emotional support. So we want to make sure that we hear for not just our students, but the community as a large. Mm-hmm. Over the holiday season, how would you um, <clears throat> suggest students that are grappling with grief right now can cope with it when they don't have the support of school? I think they got to try what works for them. You know, if they can try journaling, getting some paper and a pen or pencil and writing down their feelings and either sharing that or not, depending what they're comfortable with. Physical exercise is a great coping mechanism that we can't really do here at school, that they could, you know, go get a punching bag or go for a run or take your dog for a walk. Coloring, um, you know, crayons and a coloring book could be a good way to kind of get lost in what you're doing and get your mind off of it. Mm-hmm. Music, music is great, you know, um, put on that Pharrell happy song and kind of change your mindset a little bit about that through, you know, what you're listening to and stuff like that. Um, so I would say it's different for everybody. So you kind of got to find what works for you. And then once you find it, do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of ironic to see after yesterday. I listened to a little country music, and there's a country song on the radio yesterday. Um, and the title of it is, I'll Drive Your Truck. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that's one way that he copes with the loss of the individual. You know, um, he talks about, the, you know, the smell of the truck, the Gatorade bottles on the floor. You know, that's how he deals with loss of that individual where some people go to um, the funeral site and put flowers and you know people do all different types of things that they feel would you know give them some comfort you know and you know like Mr. Clark said everybody's different you just just need to really find out how can you play tribute to that individual but also um, you know cope with that loss when you are by yourself you know because everybody breathes different and time Mm -hmm. is essential to make sure that uh Mm-hmm. You know, you understand that it, you have to. Yeah. And there are a lot of great 24 hour resources. Yeah. So if someone needs to talk to someone, maybe it's not going to be the school counselor at that time, but there's text, call, chat, um, you know, the Trevor line. I mean, there's just all kinds of resources out there yeah. that we share during our National Grief Week. Um, so kind of tapping back into those and knowing what's out there and using those that are there. Yeah. Um, that number is. 741741 and then text hello. So if that's some if that's something that anybody can use that that's something a text that they can use to and also you know talk about a good memory that you had uh, about that individual with your friends family um, grief together um, especially if this is the first time that you spend the holiday um, alone without you know without them. So you know, honor them in a way that they would want to talk about them, talk about your grief, don't bottle it up your emotional, your emotion inside, talk about it, that will help you, <laughs> that will help you feel way much better. Well, 
those were all great responses. Thank you guys for being here. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, you, reach out if needed. That's what we're here for. So yeah. don't keep it bottled up inside like someone just said. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out. We'll get somebody with you. Yeah. If it's an emergency, call 911. Don't email us if it's an emergency because we won't be checking our emails during the break. <laughs> Next up is a chat with Grace Elder and Lauren Lowry, our Editor-in-Chief and Promotions Manager, as they'll introduce themselves, about their experiences writing tributes this issue, and specifically the challenges and the emotions connected to each part of it. Uh, here they are. Okay, today I'm here with... Grace Elder. I'm a senior, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal. I'm Lauren Lowry. I'm a junior, and I'm the promotions manager on the journal. And what did you guys both write this issue? I wrote um, an obituary slash tribute for uh, Miss Roberts, who was our theater teacher since like 2017. So I wrote an obituary slash tribute for Mr. Quinn, and he was a health teacher here and like coached sports too, and he was my golf coach. So these were really difficult stories to write, you know? You, you guys can agree, right? Yes. Yeah, very yes. difficult. What made it different about writing other stories? Like, was it the pressure, the, the sources, the deadline, the emotional connection? Do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? You can go. Um, everything was really different, honestly. Like, obviously, you're trying to write with a good flow and keep, you know, your grammatical and AP style stuff in mind but um i will say like everything else outside of that was different like sources um the interviews when it came to that it was very very like um you know emotion filled it wasn't like you were talking about a new um like policy they're putting in place it was like like i talked to several people that you know ended up crying in the middle of the interview and was very emotion driven, which in in a sense was a little refreshing to me because I was like, this is real life stuff that you get to write about. And um, it also felt like a really um, cool way to honor the person that you're writing it about. So, yeah, I would have to say like the most difficult, like it was mostly difficult because of like the emotional mm -hmm. like connection. I'd have to say the most difficult thing was the emotional part of it because I knew him personally and it was hard to like deal with my emotions and also deal with the emotions of the person I was interviewing and I don't know it was hard to I felt like a lot of pressure because I knew him very well and I just wanted to write a good story for him and like make it good mm -hmm. well another difference between me and Lawrence was like Hers was very recent to the passing. Mine, mm -hmm. I started interviews pretty close to after Miss Roberts passed, but like the amount of time I had to write it, along with the fact I wasn't like I didn't know her very well. But like Lauren, it was like immediately after he had passed, she was writing this because it had to fit into this issue. So mm -hmm. that probably increased the emotional roller coaster. So as you were writing it, how did you like grapple with how many people would be? reading it because I feel like this is something that there's a lot more people's eyes on even though a lot of people pick up the journal like this is such a specific thing that people want to read about 
you feel the pressure. I'll say that. Like I knew um, all the theater kids were going to pick up this issue and look at that page. Like it's, it's, you know, your audience, that's a lot different. Um, But you also have to respect, like there are words in here that, you know, if I, if I'm not 100% clear that this is theater, you know, terms, and then I need to be clear with that. So it's just like understanding too is a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to say it's definitely more pressure with writing kind of a bigger story like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, Grace, you're like a seasoned writer. You've been on the journal for three years now, you know, even though you didn't do a ton of stories with Photos Editor. Yeah. You, you, you have a little bit more experience than Lauren. Lauren, what other stories had you written before this? Before this, I'd only ever wrote written for lifestyles. So that's kind of just the like, opposite of a journey. Yeah. exact opposite so I wrote like a homecoming story and it was like things to do to get ready for homecoming and I wrote um, things to do during fall so it was definitely kind of very very different mm-hmm. to what I was writing yeah that's a Jurassic yeah, <laughs> yeah. I looked at it like I don't know. It's it's very much of like you get to honor this person. So the like the fact that we even had the opportunity to write this, I think, was really cool. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that you know you just get handed and it feels like a burden. I try to look at it very much in like a I have the opportunity to honor this teacher that so many people at Southport love, and that's like not something everyone gets to do. So I try to be thankful for it. Yeah, when Grace texted me and asked if I wanted to write this tribute, I was. I was glad that I was given the opportunity to write it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, like, Laura and I was very, like, not necessarily concerned, but I was, like, aware that she was grieving herself because, like, he was her coach. Like, it, there was definitely, you know, a relationship there before he passed away. So for her to have to write this, I knew it was going to be, like, challenging. And I always wondered how that was going to go. So you said, like, when you first got the text from Grace about writing it, you felt some sort of way. Can you go on more about that, about, like, what your first reaction was to writing it? Yeah, I kind of felt excited, like, not excited that I was about, like, the situation, but I was just excited that um, since I knew him, I was, like, I feel like I would do a good job of telling his story and kind of talking about him Mm -hmm. and giving, like, a personal aspect of it. Grace, what was it like for you? I know you said that you felt honored, but what was, like, your initial reaction? I really felt, like, a little territorial about it because, like, um, you know, we all found out it happened and immediately Mr. K texted us and was like, we're clearly going to have to cover it. How are we going to make this, you know, special? Because we never have teachers die here. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that we had two this issue was absolutely crazy. Mr. K said he had seen, like, one in his 17 years here and then two in this, like, last few weeks. It's like that's insane but we were going to try to make sure we honored her and so by doing that we like you know did two pages we did a sidebar we did some other stuff like that and um I remember just like knowing that I was gonna not saying that other people weren't gonna put in the time but like I knew I was gonna do my best to make it something special I guess so that's why I probably felt territorial (laughs) so how did you guys feel about the outcome I'm I'm very sorry. You're good. Like, <laughs> I'm very proud of how it turned out. And, yeah. I'm super proud of how Lauren did. Like it, it just went together really well. And for her not having like written very much, I was crazy impressed with how well it turned out. Um, the Roberts one, I was really proud of the start. I like the way it ended up, obviously, but I got super super sick like right towards the end. 
So I wish I would have been able to give more attention to like the final details of it all, but I think it ended up as good as I wanted it to. And you had everyone else on the journal looking through it. Yeah, Mr. K, Mr. K also, that's a huge thing that we probably should talk about. He worked with us like the whole time about it. Like anytime that we had a question um, about anything or, or, or you just like you don't always do. know how to approach it like or yeah. how to talk to certain people he was always there for that well do you guys have anything else to add anything interesting or unique about your experience writing it talk about like your which one was we could talk about interviews more okay that was difficult okay um, so how did you deal with like the emotions behind the interviews because grace you brought up how like it's just about a policy for something else but this is like a person mourning yeah it's very different mm-hmm. than like ones i've done in the past like i'm used to doing ones where people are bored talking about it like the people i was interviewing they were so excited to like portray roberts in the way that she really was it like they and it was just they didn't want it to be mourning like mournful is that, is that the word mourningful yeah Mourn, mm-hmm. mourningful um they wanted it just to be like a celebration of life which i think they did a really good job about and i tried to portray that in the story too but like i when i went to interview miss Ritchie, it was in a theater room full of theater kids talking about their theater teacher that just passed away so like the emotion there like she started crying halfway through the interview you could like hear people in the back start to cry and it's just like that's a moment where you really stop and stand there and you're like, this is something that's a little, way bigger than I am. And it's like, to write that is something that's really special, but something you also have to be aware and understanding it. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to say the interviews were probably one of the more tougher parts because with the way that everything timed out, I had to get interviews the day after he passed away. So it was yeah. very emotional, like in talking to everyone. Yeah. And with her, it was like, she was like still grieving while talking to these other people grieving it's like that's not an easy place to be in at all I can imagine well do you guys have any final words Mm, is this our sign off are we gonna be the last or are we gonna be the first I'm gonna be the last I'm gonna have a little outro oh okay read the stories oh pick up your copies yes look at it on the website look at it on the The, website journalrewired.com we'll have a digital version that you can flip through or a paper copy. Yeah, or you can just click on the stories. But yeah. follow our social media. And even if you don't know these people, you can you can learn about their impact here on Southport through mm-hmm. the stories. Signing off, this is Grace Elder with Southport High School. Signing off, this is... <laughs> you weren't supposed to say signing off. This is Lauren Lowry with Southport High School. On the circuit. Bye. And that concludes this episode. Don't forget to pick up a copy of issue three and to go to thejournalrewired.com to read all the new stories from this issue. Thanks for listening.